Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for Common Sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby standing for truth, justice, and the American way. Bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Well, I'm back. Back to the Daily Planet building and truth, justice, and the American way. And uh, in the studio, we have two common sense lawyers, and we need a lawyer Go, go, you know, what's going on these days. And Judge Weinberg, a very common sense Democrat. And, uh, Craig Eaton, a very, very common sense Republican. How come he gets a very, very, and I only get a very? You only got one very? <laughs> because I'm a Republican. You I'm got a two Republican very. judge. <laughs> and it's primary day, John. Primary day in primary New York City. Yeah. Rita, Rita's sitting uh, next to me. And, and where the heck are we going to be in this primary day? Who the heck knows? Uh, but, uh, I understand from Frank Morano this morning, if Inez Dinkins loses, who is a, a, a mostly common sense Democrat, uh, then the city is doomed. Ah, uh, well, this. It, what does that mean? Well, it means uh, let's pray for uh, public Inez safety. Dinkins. Yeah, pray for Inez Dinkins. And, uh, by the way, I saw a video of uh, Sergio Gore sent me a video of uh, uh, President Trump in New Hampshire. They were they were knocking the. the uh, I mean, there was a zillion people that tried to, to greet him. It looked like the Beatles. It looked like it was like you know, like you know, yeah. this like fervor. It looked like the Beatles. Does that mean he's going to be on the Ed Sullivan show? Soon? He might be. You never know. Singing, uh, she yeah, loves me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he'll create his own show. And he, jumped out, he, he jumped out of that car really quick. I mean, he's in good shape right now. Yeah, yeah, a little different than our uh, our current I, leader. I, I understand. We have our favorite lawyer on. Oh, is he very, uh, very, 50? very reasonable? Well, he's a very, 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 triple very uh, smart and and common sense uh, lawyer, uh, Alan Dershowitz. Uh, even though he uh, he was fifty years in Harvard, they ke- he kept his common sense. He sure did. And we're glad to have you here, Professor Dershowitz. Of course, his new book is called Get Trump. Um, and, uh, Professor Dershowitz, you know, let me ask you first the big headline, of course, with the CNN audio that came out, um, yeah. with, uh, President Trump. It's his own words. He's talking to a couple staffers. CNN makes it sound like it's the be all, uh, get all. Um, but a lot of people are saying, you know, you don't, there's no video. You don't know what he's showing them. Uh, how much do you think it's a game changer or not at all? Well, let's first find out how CNN got a hold of it. Uh, there are only three possible sources. One, the prosecution, in which case there are really serious ethical and legal problems. Second, his own lawyers may have uh, treated him in a traitorous way and, and turned it over. That would raise really serious questions. And then the third, maybe somebody on his staff, who the one who took the uh, recording might have done it. But we have to get to the bottom of it. We can't allow um, material to be leaked to CNN. Obviously, the fact that it was CNN shows the nature of who the source probably was, uh, probably somebody on the on the hard left who was trying to use this to to damage uh, Trump. Look, Trump would have been very smart not to have said the things he said. Uh, There are possible ways of explaining it. Now, one possibility is he may have believed that the material was still classified, 
But actually, it wasn't still classified because it was in the public domain. And we know that there were some discussions of the battle plans, Fury Ryan, all of that. And so um, it's even if he didn't know that they were declassified, if they were declassified, he couldn't be prosecuted for showing or possessing um, improperly classified material. So we're a long way away from a smoking gun with fingerprints, but it's certainly in the court of public opinion, it certainly doesn't help him. And remember, he's running two courts, one a court of law, but he's also running for president. So public opinion matters as well. Alan, it's Richard Weinberg. Don't you think it's a little bit coincidental that this came out at the same time all the stuff is exploding about Hunter Biden and the investigation by Comer's oh, committee know. and other committees? I, I have no doubt about that. In fact, you know, what's really the most important part of what came out is the alleged existence of 17 uh, tape recordings, recordings of uh, 15 of Hunter Biden and two of, of Joe Biden. We don't know whether they exist or not, but this is the perfect answer uh, to that. So, you know, I, I'm just as interested in how CNN got this. They're not going to disclose it, obviously, but uh, it should be investigated and it should be looked into to see whether or not there are any prosecutor's fingerprints uh, on this. Remember that when uh, Bragg indicted um, uh, Trump in New York, there was no investigation about how that material got leaked. That was grand jury material subject to a serious felony prosecution. But we don't look at that uh, anymore. And, you know, those of us who love the First Amendment sometimes like leaks. But, you know, when you leak information like this in an ongoing criminal case, that's very serious. It goes back to Roger Stone uh, when they had uh, 30 FBI guys at his home arresting him al- yep. along with the helicopters and and the Coast Guard and the submarine in his river. I mean, uh, <laughs> and, and the news media uh, was alerted. No, 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 no. You're wrong, Judge. Really? Only CNN. Oh, yeah, that's right. CNN showed up. That's Only right. In the CNN. morning. They yeah, had an exclusive what on the leak. Yeah, exclusive well, on the well, leak. They were apprehending yeah. a dangerous criminal at that time, John, weren't they? I mean, <laughs> I mean come on, it's ridiculous. He never. He, did, he didn't ridic- have. He did not have a passport. I know. And, you know, I and mean, he would sur- he would have surrendered if they would have just called him or his attorney. He would have willfully surrendered. But this is just it's over. So that's why it's, yes. it's, it's ridiculous. It's meaningless. That's what happens. All, that's what happens. All the Somebody time. is People mean. Yeah. It is. Well, it's just like Peter Navarro got stopped at the airport in Atlanta. Remember guns drawn on him at the airport. Same thing. It was like a process crime. It's I mean, a double standard. What a double standard we're living with. You know, um, Professor Dershowitz, the other big headline today is now there's a second IRS whistleblower who's basically corroborating what. But the first one said he actually worked for the first one and he came out and said, yeah, uh, it looks like the DOJ was interfering, that he felt that his boss, the U.S. attorney in Delaware, was totally hamstrung. So wow. the, the question is, somebody's lying. When are we going to finally get these people well, under oath? The way, to, the way to find it out is the judge who is supposed to accept or reject the plea bargain and sentenced Hunter Biden has the power to refuse to accept the plea bargain until he hears from Weiss and Garland under oath. We don't know if anybody's lying. We know that there is a direct inconsistency between what Garland said under oath on video. There's no doubt about that. And what we hear that Weiss said to people, including six people in a room, that he was hamstrung and he couldn't investigate outside of the little tiny state of Delaware. If I'm the judge, I want to know what the reality is. And by the way, 
neither side is going to ask the judge to do it because Hunter Biden's thrilled with the play, plea bargain and the government's not going to do it. So but the judge can do it on his own. Judicial, he could, but what if he does? Does he have the courage? So well, that's a, he doesn't have the courage. Well, give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's see. I w- well, well, no, no, I don't want to give him the benefit of that. I want an organization like Judicial Watch to come before him and say there is a third party in this case, the United States, the people of the United States. Neither side in this lawsuit may want to have this thing resolved, but we, the people of the United States, want it resolved. And we, Judicial Watch, or whoever the organization is, come in as amicus curiae and demand that the judge hold this hearing. I think that ought to be done. Well, you guys know more about Judicial yeah. Watch than I do. What, what, what's How that? do we get that to happen, Professor? Well, Judicial Watch is this organization that keeps looking over the shoulders of judges. It's a very good organization. It's out of Washington, D.C. I suspect there are people who listen to this show. Tom Fitton. We've I, had Tom Fitton on the show. Times, yep. And I would hope that somebody from Judicial Watch or another organization um, uh, would come before the court. It'd be better if it's a nonpartisan organization, not Republicans necessarily, but a nonpartisan organization and saying to the judge, we represent the people of this country. and We demand that we know the answer to this because the plea bargain is invalid. If, in fact, Weiss wanted to investigate out of Delaware, was promised he could, and then was shut down. So we don't know what crimes Hunter Biden may have committed beyond the tax uh, delay and the failure to include uh, drugs. If those were the only crimes, then, you know, the result seems fair. People don't go to jail for that. But if Weiss was precluded from investigating other more serious crimes in the District of Columbia, in California and other places, then the plea bargain is not fair, not valid. And I think it ought to be investigated by the judge. All right. Well, Professor Alan Dershowitz, thank you very much. Uh, I hope that a nonpartisan group gets on this. Professor, this is if there's somebody at Judicial Watch you think we should have on WABC, I'll uh, let you know. Uh, okay. Please let us know the name, and we we, we want them because we listen. The American people deserve to know the truth. Absolutely. And you're the program that tells the truth. Yeah, yep. so that's why I'm yep. so happy to be on. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank Love you. having you on. Well, uh, another big controversy. Obviously, this one's brewing in New York. Uh, where, of course, people are cracking down. I can't believe this. We were talking about it yesterday, guys. Uh, Democrats cracking down on wood-burning ovens, going after 100 pizzerias. There's crime uh, skyrocketing, so many problems. Three people killed in Bay Ridge in the last week, and the city is worried about cracking down on pizza ovens. It's I mean, This is broad daylight. People were killed in broad daylight, John. And, and this is, this is talk about hypocrisy and suddenly they're focused on wood burning, going after pizza owners and businesses, having them spend a lot of money. Well, joining us now is community activist. He's been all over TV today, Scott Lobito. Uh, Scott, you were hurling pizzas over the wall of Gracie Mansion. Tell us why. They tossed tea at the Boston Tea Party and this is the same concept and I tossed pizza over the fence at City Hall. It was the New York pizza party. How are we at this point? Rita, you know me. I've been doing this for 30 years. Sometimes it's pizza. Sometimes it's fake blood. Sometimes it's paint. This political correctness is insane. Let me just say this. People got to understand. There is climate change. I agree with it. See, there's this big giant thing in the sky. It's called the sun. And it's bursting with fire and flames. And when she gets pissed off, 
whether it's a million years ago, 500 years ago, 50 years ago, or yesterday. She controls the thermostat on this tiny little seed called Earth. Very like true. George Collins said, who the hell are people to think that they're so special? It's insanity. It's not. It's the sun. It's not the pizza. Yuri, Yuri, let me ask you a question. There's only a hundred uh, pizza places with uh, wood burning and coal burning. Uh, and it, who is this? On? This is Scott Lobito. Scott. Oh, Scott. Yeah. Scott. Okay. Scott. Scott. Uh, why? Who pointed their finger at you guys? Yeah. Yeah. Why Who's are they going, going after? Did them? somebody pay off somebody at, at, at the city council? Uh, this is a DEP. This learned. is DEP regulation, Department of Environmental Protection. It's, it's two things I've learned for doing this for 30 years. Yes, there's money involved, because just take the small businessman's money as much as you can and push him out of this beautiful, once great city. And the other thing is I've noticed and I've learned people. I travel this country all the time. And there's so many people in this country that were distracted by the oversensitivity of everything that they didn't follow their dreams hard enough. And they became self-loathing. And now it's like, well, if I got to be pissed off, then you got to be pissed off. And that's across the board. It's not just with the pizza. The pizza, listen, me throwing pizza was funny. It was humorous. But I am an artist. And artists, you need to stimulate visual stimulation. You know, I could have just screamed and yelled or I could have painted a pizza. But no, the actual physical piece of pizza was my Michelangelo brushstroke to wake people up, to see that, to have them say, well, you know what? Maybe people don't have to throw pizza or fake blood like I do or paint giant flags across the buildings where people hate the flag. You just got to get out there and stop worrying about what people are going to call you, whether it's fighting these drag queens teaching six-year-olds and you're afraid to be called a homophobe. You know you're not. Well, I, heard, the I, I heard the drag queens that were yelling and screaming we're going to come and take your kids. Yeah, it was scary. They they yeah, really pushed the limit. They a did. Whole another insane ball game. They did. But well, I did the whole rally against that. I had a rally against that. Yeah, this, Scott, my and job Scott, is to wake people up. And Scott, you definitely have. Uh, you were all over the news with throwing the pizza. And thanks for always fighting the good fight. Uh, community let's, let's activist get down Scott Lobito. Bottom line. Who's paying off who because there's something more to this pizza thing? Yeah, why are they singling out the pizza guys? Okay, let's put our investigative reporters on it. Let's track it down. Matt Wanning, yeah. track it down. Who's paying off who on this uh, on this situation? Somebody's making and a lot of happened? money. We're going to get to that and because the happened? mayor wants me to come to what City Hall to, and meet uh, him. Governor Murphy that was supposed to come on to tell us what's going on in New Jersey. Yeah, absolutely. We're working on that. By the way, we do have uh, a parent group coming up talking about it. So that's coming up after the break. Let's take a break right now. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. Well, we're back. And with us today is uh, Yuri uh, Feinberg. He's been with us before. He is uh, Vladimir Putin's uh, childhood friend. And his, uh, and his brother is very close friends with uh, Vladimir Putin. And uh, I must say, uh, Yuri, I'm, uh, I'm, I want uh, Vladimir Putin to survive because I think anybody else that Russia gets will be worse. I agree with you. So tell us, what's the 
Inside scoop. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you this. Um, I've been listening to a few dozen uh, talking heads on TV and radio, and nobody knows what the hell they're talking about. Uh, everybody is a specialist nowadays. They don't know what they're talking about because the players who are involved in this conflict have no idea what is going on either. And I would like to bring the listeners back to 1939, where Winston Churchill said about Russia, a riddle wrapped in a mystery inside an enigma. That's his famous definition of, of, of the Russians. And I can tell you that this is a very romantic view of the so-called Russian enigma, which is nothing more than emotional immaturity, which leads to erratic decisions. And that's what we see unfolding in front of the world. So the what, what, what do you hear from your friends in Moscow? Okay. The whole thing started when a little scuffle began between the Wagner Group and the Russians. Yeah, I, I hear. Tell me how close I am. I hear. I hear that uh, uh, Vladimir uh, for, did not want to pay the billion dollars he owed uh, to uh, the Wagner Group. That was one of the uh, one of the theories, and, and nobody knows whether it's true or not. Okay. We we don't have any intel coming from the inside. Unfortunately, everybody is watching TV and sees everything else that we see. And everybody is coming to a conclusion. But my personal opinion, knowing the players, that they are not sure what is going to happen from this point on, because they are not sure what really happened. That was absolutely illogical and erratic move uh, on, on the part of Prigozhin. So, you know, I was going to ask you, Yuri, what do you think is the fate of Prigozhin, the head of the Wagner group, this mercenary group? Um, he's supposedly staying. I was seeing a story. He's staying in uh, Belarus, but he's staying in a hotel, a place that apparently has no windows. <laughs> Smart move. Stay away from the windows. Well, he, he, he obviously he has no future. Uh, and um, the uh, Wagner group is going to be disbanded one way or the other, whether they will join the army or that they will go back to Chechnya or back to prison. It, it, I mean, it's not going to be in existence anymore. They're going to be uh, joined with, with, with the Russian army somehow, those who want to fight, because they are good fighters, actually. Um, but as far as Putin himself, nothing's going to happen to him. He's going to continue being the president because he still has the support of the Russian people, believe it or not. And uh, all this talk about him being vulnerable and, 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 and being in danger, it's not true. Well, so you he don't believe gonna... you don't believe he was in danger. I mean, you don't believe he's sitting because everybody feels like he was fractured and and vulnerable. Now, you don't believe that. No, not at all. From what I hear. From the uh, uh, people that I'm, I'm in, in touch with. No, nothing's going to happen. It's going to be all right. Wow. Very interesting. Well, Yuri Feinberg, thank you very much. Uh, someone whose family knows 
Vladimir Putin through the years uh, to get your perspective is really eye-opening and really interesting. Yuri, thank you very, very much. Thank you, Yuri. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Wow. Well, one of the other stories that's making so much headlines is it the governor of New Jersey, the state of New Jersey, obviously the governor and the attorney general, they're suing three school districts after the school districts decided that they should be informing parents of any children who want to change their pronouns and their sexual identification. You would think... That's a that's a typical thing to do. It would be Something no the parents player. should know about, right? I mean, you, the parents would want to know, and they should know about it. It's it's ludicrous. Absolutely, it's crazy. ludicrous. Really, parents crazy. have an absolute right I, to know what's happened to their kids. I wanted to be a Martian, and I, I don't know why <laughs> I didn't have those antennas on my head. <laughs> well, joining us now to talk about this case and so much more is Nikki Stouffer. Uh She's a parent, and she is with the New Jersey Project, fighting for parents' rights. Um, it, Nikki, thank you for being here on Cats and Cosby. Uh, you just heard we're talking in the studio. It seems normal to have a parent be informed if their child is now identifying by a different pronoun, uh, thinking of gender transition. What, what are you, what are you hearing? And, and are you stunned that the state is fighting against this? No, I'm not shocked because uh, Murphy has been using our children as a political football for three years. So why not this be be one of the things he masked our kids against everybody's wishes for two years? I mean, that's two years of never taking your mask off in school, unlike other states. And he extended that to private schools as well. So it's no shock to us that he would do stuff that would be against parents wishes again and against children, because kids who are forced to hide their gender identity from their parents are less likely to go into clubs and plays where they're going to be have programs with their preferred name on it. Murphy has made this mandate that kids, that schools must speak the child's preferred name and pronouns in the school, but are not allowed to tell the parents. It's also in the database, too, in their Genesis database. And schools have gone as far as high, put on the back end a different name for the parent to see their, their actual given name, and then the school name is in the database. Wait a minute. So, in other words, the parents... Have no clue, right? Parents Based- are being blindsided. Wow, that's they have no clue, and and so like, would your child? If and 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 schools are actively encouraging children. I mean, some schools, not all schools. Some teachers are heartbroken over this, and they can't they can't function because they don't want to lie to the parents, and they're at such liability because they get in trouble if they screw up either way. So you're calling this kid one name at school, and then they they have to call them another name when they speak to their parents. Oh my God! I mean, and where does uh, where does uh, Governor Murphy stand on this? Governor Murphy uh, thinks that this is part of transgender rights, and I say that this is not. This is actually discriminatory towards transgender youth, because why would a child try to excel to get their name on a on a certificate that says that they reached the honor roll, and then bring that wrong name home to the parent. It completely prevents kids per- from participating in sports because what if your name's in the paper and your picture's there under your Look, preferred name? The, the parents are the parents, and they love their children, and the parents are in charge of their children until at least they're 18 years old. That's my position. Yeah, and what are the other parents telling you too, Nikki, there too? Because uh, do they feel as passionate as you do? They're furious. 
They're absolutely furious because actually um, we've been getting people on the school board since last year, the New Jersey Project. I mean, we were just a collection of parents who banded together to make the schools better for our children. So we want to have home rule. New Jersey has home rule. So we are supposed to be able to have control over our school boards. That, that is what it means to have home rule. And we elected people into office. We, we, we had over 100 people get into office in over 81 school boards or 85 school boards all over New Jersey. So these parents are in there to make decisions for the rest of the parents. This is what democracy and a republic is supposed to be. This is the lower level, you know, your lower level government is supposed to run your schools, not your state with an overhanding, dictating, you know, finger telling all of the schools what they can and what they can't do. So he's going directly against what the people want. Nobody wants to hurt their transgender child. He seems to think that parents are monsters and they would beat their child if their daughter came home and said, well, I'm not sure if I'm a boy or not. What would be the purpose? But kids do that all the time and then they grow out of it. Right. And, and parents need to be involved. I mean, at least have discussions with your parents. My goodness. What happens if a you know, kid... You uh, know, these, these transgender people that were... You know, I my gay friends said to me that they were very, very upset at these transgender people that are they're out there acting as comics. It's, it's awful. Yeah, That's it awful. is. What happens if a kid really needs psychological counseling and medical advice and the kid comes home one day and he's been uh, butchered by some doctor and the school never let on? What is that about? That's right. That, that definitely has happened. Yeah. I mean, there are kids who um, in New Jersey have yeah. been socially transitioning in school, and the, the, they can go right to Planned Parenthood and start getting those puberty blockers. Yeah. Well, you keep up the city, great fight. Keep <laughs> fighting. Keep us informed. We're trying to get Governor Murphy on here. Matt Whining, get Governor Murphy on for tomorrow. Yeah, we're working on it. You know. He's a coward. He, I, I, he's a coward. We're going to have him on the show. show. He's <laughs> been on the show before. Yeah. He'll come on the well, show. you tell him that he's a coward and he is attacking <laughs> parents in New Jersey. And we absolutely hate his guts. And in November, we're going to get all of the legislator who supports him out of office because he has actively waged a war on the parents of New Jersey. Well, that, well, that, well, it's thank important God he's term limited. It's only a few well, more thank years. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, and Nikki, we're thank gonna you. We're going to take a break right now. And when we come back. We're talking to Ty McCoy Ty about McCoy, Russia. And I'd like to know that we talked to uh, uh, Yuri. Uh, that was, uh, that was Vladimir Putin's best friend. So... Let's take that break. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at BeatTheStigma.org. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. We're back, and uh, we got on the phone with us uh, the former Ty McCoy, the former six, uh, Assistant Secretary of the Air Force. And, and Ty, we... We just had on uh, uh, Yuri Feinberg, who uh, was a childhood friend of of uh, Vladimir Putin, along with his brother. His brother, I think, uh, is God- Vladimir is uh, a godfather to his children. 
And he says that Vladimir is going to get that guy from Wagner. He better not go to uh, in front of any open windows above the second floor. Well, Katz and team, it's great to be on with you. And he certainly uh, may be correct. Uh, I have been watching this with some great uh, interest, studying it uh, for many years prior to this. And I was trying to think of the proper metaphor, maybe. I wasn't sure whether it was... Uh, like watching a uh, few episodes of the of the uh, uh, Tony Soprano, The Sopranos, or The Godfather, or whether it was more like uh, The Housewives of Moscow. Uh, so uh, Putin was kind of put in a position to choose between some of his favorite uh, guys, the oligarchs, his guys around him, and the security services and the military versus uh, Pergozin. And he really couldn't quite figure out what to do, so he sort of come up with a half-baked scheme to uh, let uh, Pergozin go to Belarus. I think he might leave me alone for a while. There's Apparently, they're building some camps for Wagner troops in, in Belarus uh, to try and continue to uh, keep the Wagner a private military contractor uh, somewhat in some degree of uh, action, and particularly in, in Africa and other places where they're exploiting gold and going after other foreign policy objectives. Let so, me ask you, uh, Ty, let me ask yeah. you a question that nobody's ever answered for me. How many troops does Wagner really have? Well, they don't have as many as advertised. At one point in time, I think they had up to 25,000, 30,000, some in the rear area. They recruited a bunch of uh, people out of prison and so forth, uh, probably in terms of troops that were mobile and able to really move around, have the equipment, maybe, you know, eight to 12,000. So uh, those will, of course... Uh, Putin has offered those troops uh, three choices, either retire, uh, join the uh, military forces in, in, in Russia, or you can go to uh, Belarus with uh, Pergosia. I mean, th- Putin has threatened them when they were approaching Moscow that he'll wipe them out like a, a bug. A, a bug. <laughs> yeah, in I, fact- mean, <laughs> I mean, what kind of threat is seven to 10,000 as long well, as Putin's it- people are loyal to him? Well, you're right, and I think uh, that that was what Putin was waiting to see, maybe, and one of the reasons that uh, some people think that maybe this was a, a well-calculated, uh, long-term uh, uh, episode, uh, maybe a charade of some sort, uh, to uh, have uh, this escapade go forward, and and Putin may have been waiting to see who else jumped on board, uh, the way that Deng Xiaoping did in China in Tiananmen Square. He let the let the, the rope out, see who else would grasp it, and then he was going to, you know, he whacked them all. So there may have been some uh, a conscious uh, planning more behind us than, than we, we realize. Certainly our intelligence agency said they you could see something like this coming for a couple of three weeks. So if, if our guys could see it, presumably uh, some of the, the Russians could see it. So there, there's a lot uh, yet uh, to unfold here, I think, that may be quite a... Uh, a strange uh, episode. Yeah. What about also, uh, you talked about sort of how we had this, uh, I guess, tip off, if you would, or, or watching the tea leaves, Ty. This is Rita Cosby. Um, you know, uh, what I'm wondering, Ty, is also, you know, Biden made it really clear. He kept saying yesterday, oh, NATO had no nothing to do with this, nothing to do with it. It was like Sergeant Schultz. I know nothing. I know nothing from Hogan's heroes. You know, um, do right. you do you believe that like the Washington knew nothing? Well, I think that there's been some um, 
reports in the news media that, that our intelligence agencies felt like there was going to be a move by Wagner uh, to do something, maybe to do a little march for justice, as uh, Wag, as, as uh, Pergozin called it. Uh, maybe they didn't think he was going to jump on the interstate and run up towards Moscow. Uh, but they, they, they said, it's reported, they, they sensed something was going to happen. It wasn't made public before all of this happened. And um, so either the Pergozin was led to believe by some of the other people close around Putin that if he made his move, that they would join him and they would ask Putin and, you know, with not sure who being in charge at that point. Uh, so he may have been lured into uh, making a play, uh, but he could have even been been lured into making some sort of a play if you really get conspirational about it by Putin himself, which is why the reason he maybe yeah. he let Pergozin off at this point. I think you're right. Who knows who the double agents are and who the triple agents are? This is like a movie, John. This, this is like this a good make movie. A good movie. I think, uh, Ty, I think we should go to Hollywood and make a movie on this. Well, uh, it's uh, the old movie Wag the Dog. I remember that was uh, all Wag the Nerve. Uh, It'll be Wag the Nerve. <laughs> that's right. Wag, Ty, wag, wag the uh, vodka bottle. Yeah. Wag, it's, it's Richard Weinberg. Let me ask you this. What impact of any does this have on the Ukrainian war? Well, None. I think it'll certainly uh, motivate the Ukrainians, which is great because they're being pressed very hard for manpower, losing a lot of troops, even as they try their counteroffensive. It'll certainly discombobulate the Russians in terms of their their defenses, although they're very much in place and strong. So I think it, that the um, air will go out of the, the morale, certainly on the the Russian side, but again, as they they said during World War II, uh, uh, the Russian uh, army was was drunk on vodka all the way to Berlin, but they got there, and uh, so they are a very tough uh, people. Uh, they're willing to throw people at the problems of, of defeat and just wear people down. So I think the thing that they're missing now, the key thing that they're missing, which was what held things together in many cases. Uh, is they're missing the Communist Party, the discipline, uh, the stoic, tough Communist Party apparatchiks that would keep discipline in the system. They would keep discipline in, in among the oligarchs, among the army, among uh, uh, even the security services. And that's missing now. And as a result, the kind of steely resolve, which sometimes the Russians uh, have had, uh, they, they seem to be lacking that right now. Well, Ty McCoy, wow, really interesting. Thank you so much for being with us, uh, the former U.S. Assistant Secretary of the Air Force. Great to have your perspective, Ty. Ty. We'll catch up again real soon. Thank you. God bless you. God bless. And it's election day, John, uh, in New York. What the heck is going on? election. Yeah, big election. Um, Can we get a pulse on it? Uh, Craig Eaton, would you introduce your friend? Mike. um, Next we have Mike Ryan, an attorney from New York City who I worked with for many years who's now the executive director of the New York City Board of Elections. Mike's a good friend. Mike, let us know what's going on today in, in this primary day. I heard there's a lot. There's, there really aren't a lot of people out there voting. Well, first, Staten Island didn't have any uh, any primary elections today. So it's four out of the five boroughs. Uh, we have some check-in numbers, which are including the early voting totals. As of 3 o'clock, and we're due to have another one at 6, as of 3 o'clock, we had 110,175 uh, check-ins out of 2.8 million eligible voters. 
Wow. That, that's oh, sad. Oh, oh, that's oh, sad oh, and oh. scary. That's sad. a definition of apathy. Wow. Yes, yeah. That's a very sad. definition of apathy. Well, is it we apathy about, or why uh, is it, Mike? I mean, why is it so low? My goodness. You know, primary elections have a tendency to be uh, a low turnout elections, and we only have two out of the four boroughs have uh, countywide elections. So these are all uh, sporadic, uh, you know, uh, primaries interspersed throughout the uh, the four boroughs. And a lot of it is party uh, positions are more even so even than uh, than the uh, city council races. But we do have, I think it's seventeen races where there's primaries in city council. Correct? Uh, it might be twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah, okay, mean, so twenty four. I mean, you know, these are important elections. You know, with everything going on, I mean, three people were killed in Bay Ridge in the last week. I mean, people should be getting out to vote, getting their voices heard. We need some common sense elected officials on both sides, Republicans and Democrats. And also DA races, too, by the it's, way. Exactly, it's, Craig it's, Eaton, it's like crazy. you're talking about law and it's order. Crazy. I mean, that is so pivotal, these DA races, Look, too. You can have, my opinion, Mike Ryan, is you have, you should have Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and that's it, four days. That's the, because nobody's watching the, uh, what's going on in these uh, polls sometimes. So I, I have to tell you, uh, Mr. Uh, you know, uh, John, just John. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, 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 how they called me in 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 high school, Cassie. <laughs> oh, they did, and I didn't know that the Cassie. Cassie. If, wow. If it was if it was Murphy, it would have rolled off my tongue a lot easier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but I apologize. But we at the Board of Elections, as you know, we follow the rules that are set by the uh, by the state legislature, and we have to run nine days of early voting. Uh, for all elections, even special elections. And so even when we have a primary election with the low turnout, we still have to be open for the nine days plus election day. Mike, I have a question. This is Craig. So, so we have three hours left, nine o'clock, the polls end. We want to ask everyone who's listening that hasn't gone out to vote to get out there and vote no matter where you live, except in Staten Island. Can you just explain how the ranked choice voting works? Because I mean, I think it's ludicrous that they came up with this system a few years ago, but I think there's a lot of people that don't really know how it works. Can you just explain the framework of that? So in a contest where there are ranked choice candidates on the ballot, you can rank up to uh, five candidates. But some of these contests don't have five. But if they have five, you can rank up to five, and you rank number one, number two, number three, number four, number five. And at the end of the election, in the raw vote total, if – one candidate does not get more than 50%. We have to run uh, the ranked choice algorithm, which then does uh, puts that those raw vote totals with those ranks through an algorithm, and then it recalculates uh, the vote each round based on the round choices. So uh, in front of mind, they're knocking off the lowest voter. Uh, and they knock off the lowest one, right? So if there's if there's five, uh, and we do round one at the end of round one, if nobody gets to fifty percent, we do another round, and then the number four comes off, and so on, until you have somebody that has over fifty percent. However, if somebody like in these primaries, often one uh, one candidate gets a tremendous you know uh, number of votes, you'll you'll see a seventy percent total. That will not ultimately go through the round of process because they have over 50 percent from the start well everybody get out and vote i mean that that is the bottom line mike ryan thank you so much for being with us uh on today thank it's so guys. important enjoy the night yep. thank you mike thank and thank you, uh, mike. what time are we gonna have results 
we're pretty good with the results. Uh, we sh- you should be looking at uh, 10 after 9 when the first results start coming through. Sounds uh, good. We should wrap up our night by around uh, 10 o'clock, 10.15, I would say. And, and where can people find the results? What's the website? Well, maybe uh, WABC, both? too. Rita, yeah. maybe you should jump on with, yes. uh, with Frank yeah, Morano. If you guys want to call me back, I'll certainly be available. Uh, vote.nyc is our website, and you can get the results on there. And then you can also look to see uh, other information about the round-by-round uh, that we'll be doing uh, over the next uh, couple of weeks. All right, great. We might be in touch with you later, too, Mike. Thank you very uh, much. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you, Mike. I'm doing uh, Bronx at like 10.15, so if that makes any difference to you guys. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very, very much. And coming up, uh, we got Rudy Giuliani. Uh, so many issues on the ticket, and especially, uh, let's talk about uh, something that's going through, sadly, congestion pricing. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my gosh. Destroy the city. Let's, let, let's take the break first. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back here on Cats and Cosby. And so many people just shaking their head. Uh, is there anything else that could dissuade people uh, from coming to New York? And now you got congestion 100, pricing. 100,000 voters out of 2.8 million. I know it's election day, John. They got people got to get out. And one of the things, John, too, as we're talking about crime, crime is skyrocketing. There's a couple DA races that are on the ballot. People should be so engaged after they all the be headlines about by what's going on in the streets. They exactly. should be running to the polls to make sure they get their vote heard. It is so it's pivotal. Just, it's so frustrating. Uh, well, uh, joining us now to talk about all of this and a lot more and also congestion pricing. Uh, in fact, by the way, Kathy Hochul just put out a tweet, guys. It says, we're going to deliver cleaner air, better transit, and less traffic to millions of New Yorkers. I'm live in New York City announcing that our nation-leading congestion pricing plan is moving forward. Uh, joining us is America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Uh, Rudy, can you believe this? I, I, the whole thing with congestion pricing, it, it is insane. Is there anything else that could like overprice people and say, you know, make it more difficult to live in the city and do work in the city? Well, probably you and I uh, wouldn't be able or John to think of those things, but I'm sure that uh, the Democrats will. They are they come up with endless uh, ways in which to redistribute wealth. It's really part of their Marxist roots. And they've turned New York City, if you haven't noticed it, into a very, very uh, radical socialist economy. People are are paying in taxes more than half of what they earn to the government. When the government becomes a senior partner in your earnings, you've passed the point of uh, no return and you're on your way to socialism. It's absurd that you should be paying more to the government than taking care of your family. And uh, when you look at New York and the mandates that we have and the taxes that we have and the hidden taxes like this congestion pricing, uh, we're beating some socialist countries in what we take from people. And uh, most of this money goes 
uh, to people that are not working. It goes to take care of programs for people who are not working, including the new illegal immigrants that Adams uh, encouraged to come to the city. By the way, Rudy, did you see the new number just came out uh, a couple days ago? There's now 100,000 migrants have come to New York City. We've now topped that number. That's probably the single dumbest thing any New York mayor ever did to encourage encourage uh, people to come to New York and uh, what, even though they were illegal, to take away the word illegal from migrant as if that's really going to make them legal and have no plan for what he's going to do with it, no concept of what he would do with it. Just come here, and uh, even though I have a budget that is uh, under stress, even though I have homeless people that I'm not taking care of properly, why not another 100,000 that can come here and see if we can really ruin the city? Rudy, this is Craig. I, I just got a note from someone about in Texas, there is a large growing outburst of malaria now. We haven't had malaria here in 30 years. This is so scary that these people aren't being medically tested. We don't know if they're terrorists. We don't know what their backgrounds are. And and they're just coming in in droves, 100,000 people. We, we don't. We, it's the tip of the iceberg, the malaria. I, I really think that um, somehow in the liberal mentality, one of the things left out was common sense and practicality. How can you expect to have an open border and protect your country against diseases, much less crime, uh, child molestation, uh, uh, drugs, terrorism, terrorism. One of the reasons, you know, we stop people at the border is to check on their health and their whether they can spread communicable diseases. And when they're coming out of all parts, when when they were just coming from Mexico, that's when I was running the immigration service. Honestly, it was much easier because it was a group of knowns. You knew what you were getting. Even in terms of disease, you knew what to look for. But now they're coming out of all over the world. We don't even know where. Mexico is only, you know, a not even the majority of of, uh, people coming in. But the Mexican people came... But they went back home again. They came. Sure, they, they, all, they, 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 they came here to work. They, the Mexican people are wonderful people. They came here to work. You, you, you know, you were secretly kind of on their side. You know, like can we figure out a legal way to do that? Yeah, and we did. We, we I, st- out I stood by Cesar Chavez's side. We went, you know. So did Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan uh, uh, was very surprisingly, you know, quite. Uh, Quite open to Mexican immigration. They because they be all went back home. At the end of the day, they all went back home to their families. Well, he had been governor of California, and he saw what it you know what it did for California. But this is a different day now. Yeah, this I mean, is we've a got different thing. Coming in from China, yes, who, who, the, and they're opening who, up the jails in Venezuela and shipping them to us. They're also coming know, in from Castro Russia. Did too. With, with, what Castro did with Mariel, they they all they all saw that happen, and they are copying that yeah they see the floodgates um you know rudy um before i let you go too i want to also talk with you about hunter biden because boy has there been a lot of stuff on the hunter biden front and now there's the second whistleblower who's coming out today irs uh whistleblower who's corroborating the first one uh basically saying uh that yeah he felt that the u.s attorney was hamstrung that doj had their fingerprints all over it 
Uh, talk about, uh, you know, it just looks like such a sweetheart deal. And it looks like now more people are corroborating. What do you think should happen to the attorney general? Where do you think this should go? Well, I mean, McCarthy kind of laid it out. He said if the whistleblower uh, information turns out to be uh, verifiable, then we have to have an impeachment. Well, on- honestly, I think McCarthy knows already that it's verifiable. I- I'm pretty sure they have about three more behind the the one that's come forward, the one that's just come forward, and I think there are at least three more. Uh, it's an enormously solid case, and I don't think it can be ignored. And uh, yes, it will show that Garland committed straight-out perjury, but it will also show that Biden was taking bribes. Uh, Mr. Mayor. I mean, like millions in bribes. Not, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I've never seen a bribery case this big, and I prosecuted a lot of really big ones. Well, and, and Rudy Giuliani, Judge Weinberg has a question for you. Mr. Mayor, what do you think the judge should do in this sweetheart deal, the plea bargain deal with with uh, young Hunter? Shouldn't he I wait think, before he accepts this deal to see what comes out yeah. about these allegations? Wouldn't you? I think I think you would. You, 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 you wouldn't want to be, you know, it's starting to look like the court is being used. That's right. I wouldn't. I would not accept this deal. As a sitting, as a yeah, sitting judge, I would not accept the deal. There's no reason not to wait. I mean, uh, uh, based on what what they're looking for right now, nobody's going to jail. So uh, he's out on bail or whatever he's out on his own recognizance. So let's see what else comes up and find out uh, what this plea fits into. Was it a legitimate plea? Was the plea part? And, and by the way, Rudy, our intelligence people tell us that uh, uh, that uh, Hunter was uh, with his father at Camp David and sat in on the intelligence meetings. <laughs> well, he has to be a security risk. My goodness! Yes, <laughs> I, mean, I mean he has to be. That's just ridiculous. Rudy, thank <laughs> you very much for coming on. Thank you for speaking out for always. truth, great, justice, great, and thank American you, Rudy. Way. And what do we all stand for? Truth, justice, and the American way. God bless America. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.